In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. I am at BBVA Field in Birmingham, Alabama, where Atlanta United has defeated the Birmingham Legion 3-2. Uh, at a great venue, a great crowd. It was a fun night. The only bad thing uh, was an injury sustained by George Bellow. Uh, there's not a lot of information right now. Manager Frank DeBoer said that Bellow sustained a blow to the back of the head. It, it happened during a, a play like he was going up to try to win a duel on a corner kick, and he was either hit in the head or he landed on his head. Uh, but he was put on a stretcher, uh, head, arms, neck secured, which is standard protocol and taken to nearby uh, UAB Hospital, which literally is like two blocks from here. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by Jason Longshore of 92.9 FM and SoccerDownHere.net. The goals uh, for Atlanta United were scored by Ezekiel Barco in the first half, Adam John on a penalty kick, uh, won by Tyler Wolf in the second half, and then the winner was scored by the team's newest signing, Mateus Rosetto uh, from Brazil, a really nice, patient Joseph Martinez-like goal uh, off a nice play from Mo Adams. Uh, Jason, what did you make of the performance tonight? Uh, it was preseason, and, and there were some good things and there were some bad things. Um, the only other thing to add on Bello from, from what I've heard so far is the initial, or the, or the injury didn't happen from the initial challenge. It, it appears that it happened from when he hit the ground. Okay. Um, and don't know if it's contact, whiplash, what have you, but uh, full credit to the medical team from Atlanta United and from Birmingham for, for taking good care of, of Bello in that moment. Um, on the field, I think in the first half you saw good control from Atlanta United. It, it took a while to find the combinations. I thought the last 10, 15 minutes maybe got a little more sloppy in some ways, but Atlanta was able to pick up the pace, and, and that pace is what started to create more opportunities that Barco puts away. Second half was disjointed, but in general, I think it was pretty good from mostly a second team from Atlanta United, with the exception of Joseto, who made his first appearance and looked really good. Um, quite a few players stood out. Some surprising players stood out. I thought it was a, an overall, you learned a lot here, both positive and negative, but there's a lot of things that you can take back to work on to get ready for Matagua. Yeah, a couple of players that stood out to me uh, overall for the game. George Campbell, I agree. Uh, his first uh, 90 minutes. I'll give him uh, man of the, the match team. because he played deep into the second half. and did He finished the game, didn't no, he? No, he didn't. He didn't he finish came, the game? He came oh. out when <laughs> Bello was injured. I think it was already a sub that was going to happen. Okay, I couldn't remember. Um, but Campbell was the only one who went into the second half from the team that played in the first half and was really good defensively and was better than expected on the ball. And, and that's going to be the element for him, that he's got to continue to improve upon. But defensively, 
honestly, there's a lot of Miles Robinson in him in that one v one defending. Yep. He's so good to, and he's so hard to get around. The um, the only issue or not issue, the only concern I had with um, Campbell is over that first ten yards, he he's, he doesn't cover it quickly, but then he makes up the ground. He recovers um, very quick. But the the burst that sometimes I guess you might need against a quicker striker isn't there. But he's got such a big body and he's growing into his body yes. and his coordination. Um, I don't know if I'd say it's the burst. Actually, what comes to me more is reading the game. I think what you see with with a Miles Robinson, for example, is he's got both. He reads the game well now, but initially it was his athleticism, his quickness especially. Mm -hmm. He was able to to recover quicker, and it didn't look like he was even recovering. Campbell doesn't have that quickness, but he's got the size, and he can recover really well, but he doesn't read the game at this speed. Like you need to just yet, yeah, which is to be expected. Yeah, yeah, he'll get there. Yeah. Um, Anton walks, you know, coming in and starting at left wing back, which is a position he hasn't played in a while. Mm-hmm. I thought did okay. I thought he did okay. Um, Brooks Lennon over on the other side, he didn't really have to play a whole lot of defense, but then he went. He was getting involved in the offense a little bit more. But what uh, we were talking about here, sitting here, is we'd like to see Miles hit that diagonal, mm-hmm. longer diagonal pass down into that right corner for Lennon to run onto because yep. it was acres of space. Miles did hit it one time over to Walks, but he needs to start hitting that to, to Brooks. Um, what was interesting, too, is this, as the first half went on, um, you started to see a shift, and I think this is where Atlanta started to, to overplay Birmingham, was Lennon started to pinch inside more, and that freed up Franco Escobar to drive mm-hmm. forward yeah. down the right. So yeah. he was playing as a center back, but he was making runs like a wing back right. because Lennon was coming inside, and you were starting to overload that side of the field. I thought, uh, just switching gears, I thought Barco, Pitty, and Joseph had some nice combinations, but there just there wasn't enough support from the central midfield. Right. I think Emerson and Jeff were caught too far back. Jeff still looks like he's getting his game legs under him. He's a little bit off compared to past performances. Had that, that knee issue at the beginning yeah. of preseason. Yeah, yeah. it looks so he, like he's about a week behind everybody yet. else. And Emerson just he needs to get a little bit more involved. He he I know that he says this is his natural position, but he looks so much more comfortable and fluid when he's attacking than when he's sitting back, getting the ball and going trying to, to get it to his teammates. I thought the the front three looked good. I'm, I'm with you. It wasn't always on. I thought Barco was pretty good from the jump. Um, Joseph was a little more disconnected from the group than I yeah, thought. Yeah, I didn't think it even Elfsport. played poorly. It just I think they need a little bit more yeah. help. It can't Pitt, be three against five. Right. Pitti, I thought, grew into the half. I thought yeah. by the end, and, and the run on the goal that created it, it was his run across that uh-huh. was outstanding. And a great pass from Brooks. Yes. Uh, kind of a seeing eye, hardly a hard hit diagonal pass. It didn't go that far, but he had to put it right in a, a tight spot, and he did. Um, uh, in the second half, I mean, some of these guys aren't going to play for Atlanta United this season. Uh, I thought Lawrence White. I know he gave away the, the penalty kick, a little kind harsh. of a dubious call. Yeah. He had a couple of nice diagonal passes. Those same passes that we were just talking about, Miles Robinson. Yeah, uh, Wolf. White's a player from Atlanta United too that, that I really enjoyed last season and watching his development. Um, he's he's very athletic. He can play really anywhere in the back. He can play in the holding midfield. He's the kind of player that it would not surprise me to see him earn a first-team contract in one of those reserve supplemental roles where he's going to be deep on the roster. He's probably going to play mostly for Atlanta United, too. But he's the kind of guy you want in training every day. He's the kind of guy you want like pushing people mm-hmm. in training because he does not quit. No. 
I thought uh, Adams, you know, looked good. Bo was really good. Um, yeah. Uh, Wolf uh, won the penalty. We have to preface this with this was Birmingham put in a lot of its reserves at this point too. Right. So you don't want to you know think these guys are walking into the starting lineup or anything. But all things considered, they they played well. Both teams had a mix. I mean, you had Eric Rometty with this group. You had Mateus Rosetto with this group. Um, for Birmingham, you had Chandler Hoffman with this group. You had uh, Marco Zugarte with this group. Guys with some experience. Um, the second half was more disjointed, which you would expect, with, with a lot of players trying to prove themselves. But overall, what I was impressed with as a collective was the fact that the group for Atlanta kept going and kept fighting. And they were able to regain their composure after the Bellow injury and you know grind out a win. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out, as good as, as Risotto looked tonight, uh I don't know what where he's going to play in the three five two. Um, the the position that comes comes to mind naturally is Heinemann's, but I mean the team bought Heinemann. They gave him a new contract. It just I don't know. I'm trying to figure out where he's going to fit. Yeah, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if anybody knows that just yet. Um, I've looked at it a little bit more. I mean three five two three four three. It's really dependent on where you want to slot guys in. You call it a three four two one as well. Um, Rosetto, in the second half, he played in one of the more attacking Mm -hmm. roles in that. And it did play a little bit more like a 3-5-2 in the second half with Wolf and John ahead of him. In the first half, with Pitti and Barco in those roles, they drop deeper a little bit and almost creates a box in the midfield with Heinemann, Lorenowitz, Pitti, Barco. Rosetto can play any of those roles, but who's he going to pair with the best? And I think that's the, the question. Is it... Heinemann, is it Rometty, is it Lorenowitz, is it Adams? Because Adams tonight was the most pure defensive midfielder that played, and he was very good there, but also stepped forward and had the assist on the goal. Yeah, that's true. Um, so then the million-dollar question, I think I heard you and, and Conti talking about this in the booth next to me, is we are 10 days from Matagua in the Champions League. Uh, do you think Atlanta United is looking ready to go down there and at least get a draw. Yeah, I think they look more prepared than they did at the stage last season. I, I think the preseason being structured differently has helped. I think. Uh, yeah, last season's pre last year's preseason was a mirage because Atlanta United was beating the crud out of everybody they faced until they faced LAFC in that monsoon. Right. Uh, I, I was there to watch that, and they didn't look nearly as good. He didn't know, was it the conditions? Is it the quality of the competition? What is going on? What's tough in those games, though, and, and you saw it in Bradenton, and you know, it's the games where you're playing other MLS teams, it has a scrimmage feel. It doesn't have a competitive feel. Right. Playing Elfsborg, even though the Swedish league is, is not at the level that MLS is, in my opinion, that was a competitive match. And yeah, that, that was a very that physical game, match. More than any of them, to me, even probably more than this one against the second division side of Mexico, is going to help them get ready to go to Honduras. Because so that Swedish team was kicking the crud out of everybody they could kick. Yep. Hard tackles, hard pressing, aggressive pressing, into the penalty box mm-hmm. pressing. And that's going to get Atlanta United an idea of the intensity they might face when they go to Honduras. That was a big help. But even these matches, which you're doing to build up that rhythm, and, and yes, you're playing a second division team here, you're playing a second division team in Mexico on Tuesday, you're still doing them in competitive situations. It's not the same as playing you know, Philadelphia or the Red Bulls behind closed doors on a field with nobody there. It has a different feel. And I think that's been a big help this year. 
this game on Tuesday with Leones Negros, a lot of it is just the fact that you're doing international travel. You're going to play a game a week before you play. You start to get into that rhythm that you need to be in. I think they're going to be they're, they're definitely more ready than they were last year. I think Matagua's in a really good spot right now. Their win over Olympia last weekend turned some heads. Uh-huh. Uh, Matagua was third last season in Honduras. Right now they're leading the way. But you look at what they have. They play this weekend. They play two league matches after Atlanta plays Leones Negros. And then they have a league match in between the two legs. Mm. It's going to be difficult for yeah. them as those, those matches add up. All right, Jason, uh, what do you have upcoming? Monday, it is uh, Soccer Down Here, 9 to 11, SoccerDownHere.net, Spreaker, uh, the Soccer Down Here app. It's, it's, it's hectic in here. It's I'm nice. sorry for the background noise. This is a small <laughs> press box, and people are trying to get ready to get out of here. Hey, Doug had to listen to us do the radio call the whole game, so good for him. Um, Tuesday, Mike and I will be on the stream for the Leones Negros match. You can watch at 9 o'clock Eastern, and it's on atlutd.com slash live. And then we'll have the uh, radio coverage of the first leg of the CONCACAF Champions League a week from Tuesday. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, I'm hoping to have a bellow update tonight, uh, provided the team can get some information. I've already got a follow written uh, Sunday morning. You'll see on Campbell, Walks, and Rosetto. And uh, and then Monday for Tuesday, I'll probably have something on the defensive midfielders because we have four candidates now, and Frank talked a little bit about that tonight. Um, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I hope you'll consider subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and thank you for listening.